0: Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author, Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. The Bible talks about a lot of things, you know, sin, salvation, our Savior. But does it talk about something we all face from time to time? Anger. This is an unpleasant world. Getting angry seems to be a natural response to what happens to us, which begs the question, is there a good anger and a bad anger? Let's ask Dr. Jennings. He joins us today via Skype. Dr.
1: Jennings, what do we need to know? Well, I really like how you started the question there. Is there a good anger or a bad anger? I hadn't used those terms good anger and bad anger. Mm-hmm. I used appropriate and inappropriate ah. anger, but i I like good and bad. I really kind of like that. Uh, you might say healthy anger and unhealthy anger yes, yes. you know in Ephesians, Paul says, "In your anger, do not sin." so Paul's acknowledging there might there's some anger that you're able to have and not sin. And uh, the Bible talks about, of course, the Lord being angry in many places. Uh, The Lord's anger burns against his people and so forth and so on. We've read these things. So there must be some aspect of anger that is not bad, is not sin, is not evil. Mm -hmm. But the Bible also describes stuff like this. This is uh, Psalms 27. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Who can stand before it? mockers stir up the city, but wise men turn away from anger. That's, that's Proverbs 29, 8, the first one was Psalms 27, 4. Mm-hmm. So the Bible's advising us not to get angry at the same time, Paul says we can be angry. So sometimes, have you ever felt there was a contradiction? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So I think what I want to help people realize is it's not the emotion itself the Bible is talking about, the feeling. It is the motive behind mm-hmm. the feeling and the focus of the anger. Righteous anger is always motivated by love for people and focuses on destroying the disease of sin in order to heal and save people. Sinful anger is motivated by selfishness and focuses on hurting or destroying people in order to protect self.
0: Huh. So you're saying that righteous (laughs)
1: anger—well— That seems to be in short supply today, Dr. Jennings. Why is that? Well, it's in short supply because people are very fear-driven. Fear, when you have fear, fear and love are inversely proportional, like a seesaw. When yeah. when one side goes up, the other side goes down. So as we become more fearful, we become less loving. As we become more fearful, we become more self-centered. And our society today is constantly hammering in every place you turn messages of fear Fear of a virus, fear of violence, fear of uh, economic collapse, fear of terrorism, fear of climate change, fear, fear, fear. And fear causes people to become more self-focused. That's why the Bible says love casts out fear. So you're right. We have this uh, unhealthy anger Mm -hmm. because people are afraid and trying to protect themselves. But godly anger—let me give you an example. Doctors can have righteous anger toward— Pathogens, Hmm. measles, polio, Ebola, COVID, diseases like cancer, Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis. They can have anger towards the diseases and seek to destroy the diseases. Hmm. Hmm. But doctors are not to be angry at their sick and dying patients. We see the
0: difference there? Absolutely. And that is so beautiful to think. I have a feeling that you're talking about God's anger at this world sort of falls into that
1: category. That's right. And so doctors can also get angry at activities that willfully spread disease, a person who's HIV positive, purposely going out there and infecting other people with dirty needles or unprotected sex. Doctors can be angry over that behavior, but still love the addict or the prostitute and seek to restrain them from spreading the disease and redeem them and still heal them. And so God can be angry at activities that we might engage in that injure and harm others while he still loves us and wants to heal our hearts. So we'll stop hurting others. Yeah. Well, how do you do that,
0: Dr. Jennings? You have someone in your office and you become angry over the, the reason why that person is there and the, and the things that that person is doing that exacerbates the problem. How do you show your anger to that person without having
1: that person taking it personally and feeling that you're angry at them? Well, I point out the disease or the process. For instance, I may have a smoker or somebody using marijuana, and I present the truth to them and how damaging it is to them. But I say to them, hey, I will love you as your doctor whether you do this or don't do this. Mm -hmm. But what's going to happen is your brain's going to get more damage. You're going to have more cognitive impairment. You're going to have more shortness of breath. I'm still going to love you, but you're going to get worse.
0: You know, I see so much anger on social media these days, and I'm beginning to see why that is happening the fear is is driving it and the the fear drives selfishness and and we try to wade into these arguments that are happening on facebook and show our righteous anger
1: what we believe to be righteous anger now if you have a child and your child is involved in something destructive to themselves Mm -hmm. like doing drugs or something and you intervene and intervene and intervene but they keep rejecting and they're getting worse and worse and worse do you get angry at the child? You still love the child, but eventually you get angry at their refusal yeah, yeah, yeah. to be healed. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And so this is the anger of God as well. He gets angry because we won't let him heal us. And so Jesus expresses this anger in Mark chapter 3. This is a quote, starting verse 5. It says, he looked around them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. Mm. So when they harden their hearts and won't let him heal them when he can, if you would just let me, I can heal you. It, it makes him angry that that they restrain the outflow of his love that would restore and heal them. He loves them so much he's angry that he's losing them. Do you follow the point there? I do. And that is that righteous anger. That is others-centered anger. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what, that's the righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the unrighteous or the bad or the destructive, what we call selfish anger. It's motivated not by love for others, not to seek to heal and to cure, but it's motivated by selfishness. Something has been done wrong to us. And so it's, we're angry at not getting our own way. We're angry at having our ideas challenged or refuted. We're angry at having our projects and pursuits interfered with. We're angry at having our self advancement thwarted or our name maligned. We're angry at being assaulted, injured, or robbed. We're angry at having been embarrassed have anger of envy. Someone is getting something that we think we deserve. Mm. We have anger of perceived unfairness. Someone else has an opportunity that we don't have. We're angry when someone questions our authority, disobeys or respects us. We're angry when we haven't lived up to family standards of some kind or expectations put on us. Do you see, I've gone down a long list here, but do you see this type of anger is infecting our entire world And it is justified. It's being justified. People are taking this anger, and they're taking it out into the community, and they're taking it into the highways and byways of communication, and they're recruiting more and more people to join them in this type of anger, which only is destructive to their characters.
0: And that type of anger, it seems to me, always is looking for a scapegoat. It might be the Jewish nation. It might be Muslims. It might be Christians. It might be atheists. We always seem, as a society, to be searching desperately
1: for a scapegoat to direct our anger at. That's right. We don't want to look in the mirror and humbly go before God and say, God, I was born in sin, conceived in iniquity. I've got fear. I've got insecurity. I've got selfishness. And I've also been wounded and hurt in this world. I've actually been wronged in this world. So I've got resentment. I've got anger. I've got bitterness, Lord, because of what's been done to me. Lord, I'm broken. I need your healing. Fix my brokenness and help me love my enemies and those who have spitefully misused me. See, that. I'm angry at this disease of sin that's hurting me and the people who've hurt me. That's not what you hear in the movements in society today. What you hear in the movements of society today is an anger that justifies self, that justifies resentment, that justifies unforgiveness, that seeks to take power over others, that seeks to harm and injure others, to get for self. This is the anger of sin. This is sinful anger. It seems that that sinful anger
0: probably is the cornerstone of racism. Would I be right in saying that? You're exactly right,
1: which is rooted in selfishness.
0: Selfishness, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. which is rooted in fear. Fear and selfishness, they go hand in hand, more fear, more selfishness, and then that we look for the scapegoat, and sometimes, as you said, it can be religious, like against the Jews or against the Muslims, but often it can be race-related or national-related. We make a scapegoat of the communists, or we make a scapegoat of somebody who has a different skin color than us. Okay,
0: so we have someone listening to the program right now who is hearing you and saying, okay, Dr. Jennings, I, I think you're right, and I believe I have that kind of sinful anger, and I want to put blame and scapegoats and everything like that. What do I do?
1: Can you tell them what to do? Yes. First, stop and look in the mirror of self and say, okay, I'm angry. Why am I angry? Am I angry because I've actually been wronged? And if so, then that needs to be taken to God and asking God to give you a heart of forgiveness. Forgiveness, there are a lot of myths. We've got shows on that. You can check our website on it because there's a lot of myths about forgiveness, and people often won't forgive because they think if they forgive, it makes them more vulnerable. The person gets away with it. These are all myths. Forgiveness is about you being freed from bitterness and anger. It's about you letting go of a desire for retaliation. But you have to look and inquire, why am I angry? And then... In love, if someone has hurt you, your goal is to free yourself from the bitterness and the pain Mm -hmm. that is infecting you. So that's your goal. And then you have to go deeper because sometimes our anger isn't because we've been harmed, but we've identified with somebody else who's been harmed. Mm -hmm. Or we have bought into a process or a method. How does it that the the Muslim extremists recruit people via the internet is they get them to identify with a perceived wrong done to some group and they identify the you know the US government or some other government as the bad, the Satan or the or the offending agency, and they incite that sense of outrage. How could they have done you this way? And you buy into some perceived wrong that, that was never done to you. It was done to somebody else. And this is how recruitments happen, and people get sucked into destructive pathways. And sometimes there is a real outrage. Yeah. Sometimes there is a real objective person who's been done wrong, and we see it on the news, but then that is utilized to incite others who weren't directly wrong to joining into the process because they now are angry at what was done to somebody else. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I listened to you here today, and I realize that you're pulling back the curtain on the great controversy between good and evil. You are showing us the, the battle between
1: God and Satan. Am I right? You're exactly right. Uh, God is angry at the process that's going on in the hearts that causes people to hurt each other, and he wants to remove that fear, remove that salvage, remove that guilt, remove that shame, restore in you and everyone that's listening God's methods of love and peace and joy— but Satan's methods are to incite that sense of it's not fair. Mm. You've been done wrong or somebody you know has been done wrong. And, and the only way you're going to have justice is for you to go out and hurt those people who've hurt you. And that only perpetuates the cycle of violence. Mm.
0: I just wish, Dr. Jennings, that people would, if they want a scapegoat, put it where it belongs, on the shoulders of Satan. We don't seem to do that so much anymore.
1: Society has rejected to a great degree the great controversy, the truth that there is a God and the truth that there's an evil enemy. And uh, people become very humanistic and they think it's all basically uh, on themselves now. And thus they're left fairly helpless in dealing with some of these larger issues. We have
0: a website, com. Listener, there are books there for you to check out, and also the radio programs, television programs. Dr. Jennings has a blog. This is a busy man. Besides seeing patients full-time, he does this radio program and all these other things. Why? I'm going to tell you a secret, because he loves you, okay? That's why he does it. And he has righteous anger for the bad things that happen to people in this world, and he shows that through his loving ministry. That's comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone.